Welcome to Boomers on Fire with educator, philanthropist, and mentor, Dr. Cynthia. Get ready to refire your life by listening to inspiring interviews with vibrant boomers who are rocking their retirement. Whatever the retiree is doing, we want you to hear about it so that it will spark something in you so that you can decide how you want to live in your second half of life. You will be exposed to new possibilities and new opportunities. It's time to refire, reinvent, and reimagine your second half of life with your host, Dr. Cynthia. Welcome to Boomers on Fire. I am your host, Dr. Cynthia, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen to join me today. This is the place where women come to be inspired, motivated, to to discover new possibilities that will give their life meaning and fulfillment in the second half of life. Our guest today is Pearl Boyle. As an author, speaker, writer, and TV host, Pearl believes that age truly is a number. She has spent her career interviewing, writing about, and promoting the achievements of hundreds of ordinary women who have done extraordinary things in their lives. She says that most of us long to do something that energizes us and fills us with joy. We will be discussing her book, Defying Gravity, which highlights the lives of 12 courageous women who never gave up on their dreams. Our conversation is all about being bold, trying new things, and never giving up on your dreams. Welcome, Pearl, and thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Cynthia. What an interesting name, Defying Gravity. How did you come up with the name? Well, I had a flying dream, a dream where I was actually flying in the sky without an airplane. The night Um, that I got the idea for writing this book. And I woke up in the morning and I thought, you know, that's what the people I want to interview are going to be doing. They're going to be defying gravity. In other words, as I explored that more deeply, what I meant by that, I thought these are women that are going to be defying the weight of their family histories. They're going to be defying the weight of societal expectations of age and gender and race socioeconomic class, and most important of all, they're going to be defying the ideas of themselves. So that's how I came up with the name. It was really through a dream. Wow, that is an amazing name. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So what inspired you to get started with this book, and where was your motivation in starting that? That's a great question. Um, It was really a confluence of three things. First of all, I was teaching community college in Norwalk, Connecticut, and I had these students that ranged in age from 18 to, believe it or not, 80 years old. And I really didn't want my students to give up on themselves or their dreams. I had a 40-year-old student that wanted to be an architect, and I thought, you've got a long road ahead of you. You're just in English 101, and I really wanted to keep him heartened so that he didn't lose lose that momentum that he had started. So anyway, that was the first thing that happened. The second thing is, as part of my teaching, I always have my students do something that I call an an imagine your 90 assignment. It's like an obit. And I ask them to imagine that they're 90 years old or older on their deathbeds and and they're 
asking themselves, what did they want to accomplish in their life? What kind of person they wanted to become? Um, and I did this assignment myself. And in doing it, I wrote down that I had wanted, I, I, again, I'm sort of, I'm saying this a little, not exactly in the right tense. I want them to do this before they actually write it down. I want them to ask those questions and then write an obit or an imagine your 90 as if they've already accomplished these things, already become this person. And I did it myself. And what came up for me is that I imagined myself writing a book. So that was number two of the three things that happened. The third and final thing was I was sitting in my kitchen, where I'm sitting right now, by the way, um, on January 31st of 2000, and I read an article in the New York Times about a woman, 65 years old, named Winnie Yunker, who was just leaving that day for Ukraine. She had become a Peace Corps volunteer. And at that moment, all of these elements came together, and I thought to myself, I'm going to write a book about women like that, women who don't give up on themselves, don't give up on their dreams. It's amazing how inspiration comes as a comes to us whenever we don't expect it. So I so agree. Yeah. So can you give me an example from one of the women that really inspired you? I know you you interviewed a lot of them. Mm. Really, I'm inspired by anybody who defies gravity. But um, in particular, I was I was inspired by a woman named Linda Bach, who was a math teacher and who became a medical doctor at age 50. I just thought, what an extraordinary thing. You know, Cynthia, I interviewed a lot of people that, that did things that seemed much more accessible. One woman opened a bed and breakfast, took her, bought back her childhood home, opened up a bed and breakfast that accepted pets. I interviewed a lot of people that, that really, again, their, their stories, although inspiring and, and, um, extraordinary were relatable. But this woman, Linda Bach, to become a doctor at 50 just blew me away. She was going through medical school at the same time she was going through menopause. Another woman, I'll tell you one more, um, Evelyn Gregory became a flight attendant at 71. She had wanted to do this since she was a child. She had been a bank vice president. And at 71, she ended up working for U.S. Air Express. Pretty pretty incredible, right? Absolutely. That just goes to show, like what you say, age is just a number. You just exactly. Yeah. And and it's not that people, it's not that, that in particular Evelyn or even Linda didn't experience discrimination because of that age, but they found creative ways to get around their obstacles. Absolutely. So how do people find the thing that they're really passionate about? <laughs> well, you know, it's very individual for each person. I don't think there's some secret sauce that you that you, you know, concoct and there you there you are, you have your passion. But I do think there are some things you can do. First of all, and I think this applies to anybody who's aging, keep learning, you know, find ways to keep learning, keep moving keep connected, keep growing, and see where that takes you. I think that many people deep inside of them, and I know people that are listening to this might argue with what I'm saying, but I think deep inside they know what they love to do. They're just afraid to do it. 
They're just afraid in some cases to even say it aloud to themselves. So another thing I think that one, one can do is to do a variation of that imagine your 90 assignment and see, just quickly put hand to paper, pen to paper, and see what comes out when you write about what you would love to still love to do or what your skills are or what you were good at as a child. And finally, um, I would say whatever it is that you think you might want to do, don't be afraid. Just take a step and see how it feels. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't think, oh, I really wanted to go to medical school or, or I really love math. And all of a sudden you start, you know, studying for your LSAT. Just take a community college class. Do a little volunteer work. Just take a step and see how it feels. And uh, that's, that's really about um, the best advice I can give. I will say that on my website, which, which is just pearlboyle.com, I have a lot of other tips, but these are, these are the ones that I think are the most simple to follow. I, I totally agree with you. We really, we really do have inside of us what we're passionate about. It's just a matter of looking inside and um, trying to figure it out. So um, even when pe people figure it out, they are afraid, and they, they, um, they, they are very much afraid. They are not resilient. So any ideas for how they can build that resilient and bold muscles so that they just go out and just like Nike says, just do it? <laughs> yes, I do. And that is follow Eleanor Roosevelt's advice. Eleanor Roosevelt said, do something that scares you every day. You might be some high-powered executive. You might be like Evelyn Gregory was, a vice president of a bank. But that doesn't mean that you don't have areas inside of you that are sort of shadowy areas that are afraid. And I think that fear is something that one overcomes by exercising those, as you say, bold muscles. So following Eleanor Roosevelt's advice, when I got the idea first to write the book that I wrote, I realized I was going to have to go way outside my comfort zone. I was going to have to, you know, travel around the country, rent cars, call people up that I'd never met before and ask to interview them, those kind of things. And I decided that right there, again, January 31st, 2000, years before the book came out, I decided I was going to start every day doing something that scared me. And sometimes it was something big. It was something, you know, something that really, really scared me. <laughs> and sometimes it was something very simple, like eating gorgonzola cheese. <laughs> so, but, but, I, but over time, I grew those muscles. And ultimately, not only did I end up writing the book, I ended up spending a month in Africa with a 70-year-old um, Peace Corps volunteer, not the one that inspired me to write the book, but a different woman, an African-American woman from Chicago. And I did that all on my own. And that's how bold I had gotten just by exercising little by little those muscles inside of myself. It's, you know, it's a saying, practice makes perfect. The more we practice it, you know, it's like going to the gym. The more you go to the gym, is the stronger the body gets. So it's the same way to build resilience and bold muscles. Exactly. And just like at the gym, at first you might feel like it's hard to lift a two-pound weight. If you keep working at it and working at it and working at it, before long, you can lift a 10-pound weight, and that two-pound weight just feels so 
so light that you can't imagine that you've ever had trouble trouble lifting it. Yeah, excellent. So what word of advice would you offer women on their journey to reinvent themselves, to begin to take those bold muscles? You mentioned some some suggestions before, but anything else that they may consider on this journey? I think so. You know, I was reading about Maggie Kahn, who was the Pan- the Great Panthers founder. I was reading her obit the other day. The other day, she died recently, and she said there must be a goal at every stage of life, and I think that's really good. It within that sentence, it's a really good piece of advice, which is that even if you feel content with your life right now, and that's fine and more power to you. If you're looking forward in your life to getting older or to being, right now I'm in my 60s, as I look forward to my 70s or look forward to my 80s, to not just sort of rest back, but to ask yourself, what what in the next stage can I do to keep enlivened, to keep being a role model for my you know, the people around me, my grandchildren, my children, my friends, what can I do to keep feeling, um, to keep feeling that I have some purpose here on this earth? So that's what I would say. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, because Pearl, I'm also, I'm in my 70s. And the goals that I have in life are really keeping me living a meaningful and fulfilled life and looking forward to every single day. I know, and what a great way to live that is, isn't it? What a wonderful thing. I, I, I really admire you, by the way. I, I am just so grateful to be living the life that I live, and it's all because I always have a goal in front of me. Even doing these interviews, this is stepping out of my own comfort zone, but I'm learning as I'm doing it, and I'm enjoying every moment of it. Well, well I love hearing that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure people would like to reach out to you, Pearl. How can they get in touch with you? Well, if you go on my website, which is prillboyle.com, can I spell that for you? My name is so difficult for people to to grab a hold of because it's so unusual. It's spelled P as in Peter, R-I-L-L, B as in Bob, O-Y-L-E.com. And on my website, there are pictures of all the women, of, of many of the women I've interviewed, certainly all of the women in my book, little blurbs about them. There are tips. There are resources. I've really tried to make that website not about me and promoting my book, but about, um, you know, about ways that people can, um, can find to help themselves to defy gravity as well. You're kind of breaking up a little bit, Pearl. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I um, let me see what I can do. Can you hear me now? Is this better? Yeah, I can hear you much better now. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Is there any is there anything you'd like to close with? Um. Well, I I guess just to close with a with repeating what you and I have both said earlier, which is. Just do a bold thing a day and have a goal for every stage of your life. Keep moving, keep growing, keep connected. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Pearl, for taking the time to share these suggestions and tips with us. Thank you, too. Thank you for reaching out to me. Every intersection in the road of life is an opportunity to make a decision. 
That's what Duke Ellington said. The rest of your life is ahead of you. Take your time to experiment and explore. Plan and take action. The choice is yours to live well, live fully and wisely. Make a list of three things. They don't have to be complicated that you can begin doing today to make your dream become a reality. I would love to hear about your dreams. You can get in touch with me by sending an email to Dr. Cynthia at refiredontretire.com. You can also find the podcast notes on my website, www.refiredontretire.com. Are you subscribed to my podcast? If you're not, I want to encourage you to do that today. I don't want you to miss any episode. And if you subscribe to the podcast, you will be notified of all new episodes. I would be really grateful if you left me a review over on iTunes. Those reviews help other people find my podcast, and they're also fun for me to read. Select ratings and reviews and write a review. And let me know what your favorite part of the podcast is. Bye for now. Go out and live a refired life. That's all for this episode of Boomers on Fire. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Boomers on Fire, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast to get automatic notifications when I publish a new episode. I would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review to help spread the word and help more women reignite the second half of their lives. 